Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. We're talking uh, Money Monday with Gerald, and today we're talking about money being the number one issue uh, that couples fight about, and is going to give us some suggestions. And one of the suggestions that Gerald was going to be talking to us is having a joint account. But obviously, we've just had, we've just heard from Stanley. Uh, good morning, Gerald. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Good morning, Bongani. Good morning, Nala. Good morning to the Radio 2000 family. Stan, I mean, wow, Gerald. So Stanley says he's been married for 24 years. He was almost in tears talking about how um, it's uh, what's the right word? It's just killing him where they've got a joint account, but he has to ask for permission from his wife just to draw something, and he's got no clue on finances. Also, he was the only male that came in, which means men have such a difficult time talking about finances. What do you have to say? Indeed, Bongani, many men have a difficult time discussing money and finances because we're in a patriarchal society when you just have to have it. You have to be in control. Here you've got a man who's done all the right things. He's, he's even gone and he's um, given control to his to his wife because he's admitted yeah. that this is an area he'd like her to take control and he's being abused because there's no other way. This is one of the types of marriage abuse you get, which is financial abuse. And unfortunately, a lot of men are in his position. Don't think it's just Stanley. Stanley, you're not alone. There's a lot of men who wake up every morning. They're told they are useless. They're not doing this. Uh, another lady is doing this. And I'm not blaming or, or the other gender, but I'm just saying that financial abuse is real in marriage. Yeah. And what we need for Stanley is a, is a real intervention. And after 24 years of deep because for her not to have seen wrong in 24 years it means that it's going to have to really come from a deep place because marriage at the end of the day or a relationship is simply a financial contract sure so 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 how, how do you even start to discuss having a joint account as a couple like we can the conversation Look, I think it has to start when you're dating. When you're dating, those who are you're not yet committed and married know how much you earn, know, more importantly, how much debt you each have. Um, I often counsel young couples and say, I'll do an ITC check on your partner, whether they like it or not. Let's find out the, the bad. Because, like, Valentine's is finished in Bongani. You could have taken this young lady to this expensive hotel, but she doesn't mm. know where the money is coming from. It could have come from a credit card, which means you're actually both poorer, but you enjoyed the weekend. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> it, 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 it's so difficult because I think for me, sometimes men, especially when you start dating, we set very unrealistic expectations for the woman that we, that, that's dating us because we're trying to impress. So we are spending a lot of money. We're going out on dates, but they don't know the debt that I bring into the relationship. When then does this, when then does the conversation start? I know you're saying in the beginning. Gerald, but you understand how difficult that is. When yes, does this? I know. When does I know it start? How hard it is. We are lions, bears. So, like a lion has got lots of hair on the face because that attracts the women. In these mm. modern times, you can't have facial hair. You have to do something more. You know, mm. you have to come with a car or take her somewhere. Mm. And I think we need to, as men, realize that many women actually prefer us to be vulnerable from the first date. Rather, have that conversation and say, "Are we going halves?" And if your woman will not even entertain, because I'm going on a date and we're not even talking going halves, that's going to be a problematic relationship because she's already putting you on this pedestal of provision and your provision will be based on her expectation. And hence, that's why we end up with these breakdowns later on along the line. Be open. Going Dutch is normal. If, you're, if a girl you want to date won't even consider going halves, it's okay. Find someone who will because by saying I'm going to provide, she's then going to say one day, you married me. I want this car, I want an upgrade, I want that. And I'm not blaming the young ladies, but the young ladies also go according to our cues. If I come through as this strong man with power, mm. 
when she's now expecting me to exercise that power, I must not get angry. I must now say, okay, I'm indoors. I'll do it. But if you show vulnerabilities, no, my power is limited. I need you now and again. Um, it can work. So there, there are a few things which we can do in our relationships to help uh, in terms of managing finances. The, the, the differences in salaries, because when you are saying, oh, must have a joint account, let's say I'm earning three times as much as she does. Um, does that not come in, in, into play? Because now she knows how much I earn and somehow she expects way more out of me than, do you know what I mean? Like, how, how do you settle that where the salary differences are so big? Look, salary difference is not the issue. If she knows how much I earn, she can't ask me for what I can't afford. So it's better for her to know how much you earn. In that car, there's an engine and there's transmission. Transmission directs the power at the gearbox. So in your relationship, decide who's the engine, who's the gearbox. You've got the power to get the money, be the engine. You make her the transmission because then she'll never be in that situation where she'll ask what the household cannot afford because she knows the full picture. Non-disclosure is the number one reason why people expect more than they're getting and others end up extending themselves into debt. And eventually it goes into financial infidelity because you're not giving any money for lunch or to buy an outfit. Some guy one day will say, do you want lunch in the office? Next thing, you know, lunch becomes something else. So lack of money is financial infidelity. But sometimes also when you have too much money, you're a tenderpreneur, you've got too much money, you also want to now spread and be a big lion. And yes, it's not about the men, but I think it's really important to realize we're no longer, I need to break down these patriarchal boundaries to say money is not a man or woman thing. It's not a gender thing. It's a family thing. Start as a family and thinking as a unit, and then you basically can try, try and understand each other's personalities because background also has a, lo- a lot to do with it, Bongani. Yeah. Marrying someone from the other side of the tracks, they knew it, our parents. They knew. Yep. You know, when Gerald. you married that girl from the north and you think what you're going to pull it. No, 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 no. She she grew up on bacon and eggs. I mean, I didn't. So me, I can go without. She can't because it's a it's a DNA. So when you go for that, you just understand there must never be no bacon and eggs in the house. All right, Gerald, we've we've definitely got the point. We need to start pruning our finances together as couples. Gerald Mwandiambira, award-winning CFO, professional, and speaker. Weekdays, six to nine a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.